0: Hello and welcome to the start of the Mental Game podcast. This is the first of many dialogues among student athletes about one of the toughest opponents we face. However, this opponent isn't one that we usually face on the court or off the field. It is mental health and the struggles that athletes face. Mental health struggles are widespread and prominent among all levels of athletic competitions. My name is Philip Green. I'm a member of the football team at Minot State University. The goal of this podcast is to bring about conversations amongst student-athletes in order to offer a platform and resources as athletes work to change the narrative about mental health struggles in sports. However, this can't be done by just me. I have several colleagues helping me out as we work to push the needle towards supporting mental health struggles amongst athletes. I'm going to first introduce my host to my right.
1: Hi, my name is Rick Cowell. I'm also a member of the football team, and I'm just happy to be here and spread the awareness for mental health and then to my left we
0: have our two guests for this first episode
2: hi i'm callie Delsman. i'm on the women's basketball team at minot state and i'm a senior and i'm bethany thiro and i'm also on the
3: women's basketball team at minot state and also a senior
0: thank you guys for being here and thank you to prairie sky bakery for having us Mm -hmm. it's awesome that we have a place to record this podcast and do this show uh to begin you guys just got done with basketball practice you didn't have to be here, but you chose to be here. Why Why did you guys choose to be here?
2: Um, so we're part of an organization called The Hidden Opponent. Um, we're cam- campus captains. Um, so The Hidden Opponent is an, a nonprofit organization that helps um, discuss mental health issues within student athletes across any division across the nation. Um, and so we're campus captains for Minot State University. And we are here to help talk about the issues that come with being a student athlete in college and high school and really any part or place in sports. Um, It's really kind of hard to talk about it for some people, but I think the more that it's normalized and the more that we talk about it, um, the better we can be and the better athletes we can be. Um, So that's why we're here tonight. Yeah, just important to start the conversation. Mm -hmm.
0: It is, it's a long and hard process, but you gotta start somewhere. So that's why we're starting here. Um, Was there a moment for you guys that really hit, that led to mental health awareness and athletics being big for you? I know for me, I had a teammate of mine pass away in high school due to his mental health struggle. So that was when it first really hit me that there is more than just the brightness you see in the athletes when they're competing. There's also stuff going on underneath.
2: Mm -hmm. I think for me, and I know for Beth too, I think we both had our personal experiences, whether it be within ourselves or a teammate. Um, And... Whether we had to do that on our own or had to see a teammate go through that, I think that was a big part of why we wanted to start talking about it and help other athletes on campus fix that. Not just our own team, um, but all the athletes, and that's why we also wanted to be a part of the Hidden Opponent, too, um, so we could learn more about it and bring resources back to campus. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was like my personal experience with it. Um, and just not wanting to have my teammates or future athletes have to go through that same thing. Um,
3: Yeah, I think similar to Kelly, um, also the fact that like um, I got to the point where I was like, I needed help and I didn't know where to go. Um, So it kind of was like finding that platform for athletes to to go to or so that they're not stuck in that position of I'm having these struggles um, and it's okay to have these struggles, but we have to still – Understand that student athletes have those struggles as well, and we have to give them a platform um, to be able to deal with those and, and handle those appropriately.
0: Yeah, a lot of times with athletes, it's they're on scholarship and they get all this cool gear. What's, what's and they're doing to, what
3: they love. Yeah, what's and there to they complain about? It, yeah.
0: yeah, and I, I know even Troy. This earlier this week, you had a tough day with your car. Like sometimes yeah, it's things you stuff don't stuff, expect. Yeah, you know? it just adds up over time, right? Yeah, and you got a lot on your plate. You got morning practice, morning weights, all the full class schedule. It's mm-hmm. it's two full time jobs. It's not easy. What are some of the things you guys are planning to do this semester with the opponent?
2: Um, so far, we just introduced ourselves, um, we're working with Josh Strong, who's a student at Minot State as well. Um, we're working on a video to kind of promote, not only promote the Hidden Opponent, but talk about, like, resources at Minot State and things that, other things that we want to do. Like, we're also working on a mental health panel to do this semester, um, which is just where athletes can, like, either anonymously or in person, like, ask questions about, um, just different things we're going to have a few people the counselors on campus Caleb Heilman who's the strength coach um so it's not just about mental health but also like body image like eating stuff like that um so those are a few things um that we want to do this semester as well as just kind of like reaching out to the different um groups on campus like SAC um diversity and inclusion club we're partnering with them as well um so we kind of just want to like start the conversation obviously this is the first year that we are doing The Hidden Opponent. So it's new to us, but we want to start this um, tradition and hopefully people below us can continue that um, within the next few years and stuff.
3: Yeah, it's really trying to create that base. Obviously, we're both seniors. Um, We have no idea what's going to happen next year. Uh, So it's creating a good base. So then when it does, um, we do go to hand over to whoever wants to kind of take over it next. It's a little bit of an easier transition and that kind of hard work is already done so they can kind of you know that conversation is already started and they can just kind of carry it on and it doesn't slowly just kind of die out and it it remains important yep. i think
2: another thing we're going to do um another thing that's important is not only athletes learning about it but coaches as well so we yep. wanted to do either like a team meeting or just like another video with josh about things that like Coaches can do as well to help their athletes because I think that's one of the biggest things. Is I know for me, like I didn't want to reach out to my coaches because I was afraid of what they would say yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the hardest things is just to start talking about it because if you don't start talking about it, then you're never going to get the help you need. Um, so I think that's another important thing. We want to talk first to the athletes about what they need and then bring it back to the coaches as well.
3: here is to like educate them as well because yeah. it's not easy. Like uh, some of them might have their own struggles and not know how to deal with them themselves so it's almost like in a way giving them also the resources and the tools to help us um, and know how to help us without necessarily making it worse or things like that
0: yeah definitely that support system I know especially at the college level it's hard to reach it's not every student athlete is super close with their coaches and it's hard to tell them they're struggling. Kyrie Irving a couple weeks ago told the Nets, like, I'm not playing. My my mental health isn't there. But he makes millions of dollars. He kind of has the ability to do that. We're we're here on scholarship. We don't have that option. It Mm -hmm. feels like we don't have that option. But for him, when he came back from his mental health stint or break, he's been playing better than he's played in years. So Mm -hmm. it shows how important taking care of your mental is.
2: Yeah. I think um, another thing, like, a lot of coaches might not know like how to deal with it especially like the older coaches like they might just not be used to it and stuff so i think that's another big thing and also like their their first job is to be a coach like they also have to deal with stuff too so like they have to deal with like practices like recruiting all that stuff so i think a lot of times their main focus might not be like how do i how do i help them like they might just kind of like brush it aside not on purpose but like i think just bringing their attention to, like, this is a real thing. Like, it it happens. And I think the more the coaches know about that, the easier it will be for them to, like, help their athletes and stuff.
0: I definitely want to get coaches on this show, see what their perspective is, and see how much they realize is going on outside of just in practice.
3: And I think that's where, the like, getting the conversation started is, like, such a big thing because it's, like, you know, then when we do have that conversation, it's not this big surprise and, oh, we haven't dealt with this before this before and oh wow I didn't realize there's so many athletes going through the same thing it's it's in a way like normalized like this is yeah okay we go through this and we understand that this is you know everyone is affected in some way um whether it's directly or through their teammates like everyone eventually is affected by it so it it is important that it's not something that's just like an isolated thing
1: and that's a good point because it's just starting as a conversation like you look at pro athletes it's happening like you said Kyrie's having every sport and it's just now being an athlete athlete problem Mm-hmm. It's been a problem for everybody for years, but now athletes can get to. So yeah, mm-hmm.
0: definitely you see it a lot more. Hayden Hurst has a foundation for student or for athletes and mental health awareness. Um, so it's definitely starting to pick up a little bit more, but it shouldn't have taken this long. Mm-hmm. But it's it's nice that we're getting helping get the ball rolling, um, which kind of leads into my, something I want to talk about. Just like the unwritten rule in past in sports culture, like you can't talk about not being okay with your mental health, like you're too tough for that you have so much going on for you we can't worry about that there's games there's practice don't worry about that why, why do you think that's such an unwritten rule
3: i think this is a good one to talk about because um as athletes especially um at this level and um, as you go and you get to your professional side and stuff there's the conversation of being mentally tough and i think a lot of the time we group that with mental health and we don't really see that they're two separate things. Um, some of the, like, most mentally tough people have the biggest mental health issues. And so I think it's also seeing the difference between them and saying that, okay, like, when I step onto the court or when I step onto the field, I can do my job then. I can be mentally tough and do that job. But then when I step off the court, it's okay to not be okay. And I think that a lot of the time it does, it gets grouped Um and in the past, it's, oh, if you have mental health issues, well, you're mentally weak. And I think that it's really separating those two things and understanding that your mental toughness and your mental health are the same thing. You can be mentally tough, but your mental health can be struggling. Um, and I think that has been a big thing. And that's why people are scared to go to their coaches because it's like, oh, well, if I go and do this, does that mean that he or she is going to say, well, this person's not ready to play the game because she's having issues outside? Uh, and I think yeah them being grouped together is just kind of hold that like stigma in and we can't talk about it because that means you know mm-hmm. they're gonna think this of me or that of me
2: and I think a lot of us were like I know I was like um when I was growing up like my parents were always like even with like my physical health like just play through it like if I like sprain my ankle or something, just play through it and I think that also like carried over to my mental health as well because like Bethany said like if you were like scared to say something it's because you want to you were taught to like hold it inside and like keep it in like just forget about it like you'll find. just keep playing and stuff and eventually with your mental health like it builds up and builds up and like that's when you like break down and stuff same with your like physical health if you keep playing on like a sprained ankle eventually you're gonna like tear something or like break something so like it's the same thing but i don't think people hold mental health to the same standard that physical health is because you can't actually see it sometimes And I think that's another issue is, like, just starting the conversation. Like, If we don't start talking about it, nothing's going to change. And I think that's another reason, like, why we don't talk about it since it's just starting now. Like, we're starting to talk about it now because we're seeing all these pro athletes, like, actually start talking about it and stuff. Like, we don't know 20 years ago if the pro athletes dealt with that or not because they were all afraid to, like, say something. But now that they're actually saying something, I think it's making it a lot easier for younger athletes to come come out and, like, say what they're actually feeling, which I think is good. Like, I think more pro athletes need to do that. Um, Like you said, like, Kyrie Irving did that. And I know, um, like, Kobe Bryant was a big advocate for it as well. Um, But there's, like, just so many pro athletes that are starting now. And I think that needs to continue because it's just going to make it a lot easier to talk about.
0: Yeah, and I think going back to having them grouped together with mental toughness and mental health, a lot of the big one of the toughest things to do is to admit something's wrong. So I think that shows how mentally tough you are. Like you're humbling yourself like I'm not okay. But I can it can admit that and I can recognize that and I can work towards being better Mm -hmm. and fixing it. So I think that shows a lot of mental toughness, even though there's a stigma that it shows the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um going a little bit back into uh the hidden opponent on the website it talks there's three things that it talks about with their mission and it's Um, education, advocating, advocating and supporting athletes, what are some things we can do or are currently doing to do so?
2: Um, Well, so the founder of Victoria Garrick, she actually started this after she did a TED talk about mental health and student athletes. Um, So obviously, starting with that, like I feel like every athlete, whether you're six or 45, like you should watch that. I think that's a big thing like she says a lot of great things in her TED talk it's like 10 minutes doesn't take much time but it's it's starting it and it's starting to like educate yourselves on that that's kind of why we joined the hidden opponent because we knew like what mental health issues were and stuff we've dealt with it but like starting or joining the hidden opponent like really helped us learn more about it and learn more things that we can do um, also like the resources on campus, I think just telling athletes about them. I don't think a lot of athletes know about it and same with coaches, like telling the coaches, um, educating the coaches as well. Cause that's kind of where it starts. Like if, if your athletes aren't comfortable coming to talk to you about that, like then you have a problem because then they're not going to ever get better. And then that's just going to make them play worse, feel worse. And then like something. Really bad could happen so i think just educating coaches as well as athletes um too, and then advocating as well like you said just the more people that know about it the more normal it will become and then eventually hopefully it won't have to be like this thing we have to talk about that's like why are you talking about that <laughs> like right. it'll just become normal and be like hey today's not my day I, i'm not going to practice very well i can just tell but that's okay like i'm just having an off day instead of like, why are you playing so bad? Like you're not allowed to have an off day, yeah. but
3: yeah. I think education is a big one for it, um, especially because I think a lot of people think of it as like, just kind of one thing. And there's so many things that fall um, under mental health, uh, eating disorders, um, just like little little bits and pieces that kind of go with that. And so I think, um, I think even athletes that don't realize it and um, like there's different levels of it too but I think everyone as I said before to some extent deals with it Um, so I think it's educating people to understand that like it is okay to deal with that and to you know um, to be able to seek help with that even if you are a student athlete Um, but I yeah I think the educate um, in that is the biggest part because it's just, yeah, as we said, getting the conversation rolling. Um, I think really being able to bring more resources to the university too. Um, I think that we have good resources so far, but I think we can really have great resources and really help to um, extend those a little bit further too.
1: Something that kind of tie both those together is athletes and like football is a good example of that professional take a day off midweek for their body, right? Mm-hmm. So if we could get to that point where your mind's okay today Phil, take the day off, you know? Mm-hmm. Let your mind get right so by Saturday when you have to play a game, you're 100%. Mm-hmm. And that's going to come along with educating coaches, the players, the school, and everybody. Yeah. yeah. And I
2: think advocating too, like, I know it's sometimes it's hard to, like, want to say that for yourself. So if you, like, notice a teammate, like, hey, like, what's wrong today Like this or something, wrong? and they say that, like, going to your coach and, like, being able to advocate for them, like, hey, like, Even if it's, like, everyone, like, hey, our bodies don't feel well and, like, it's affecting our mental health. Like, I think we need to take a break and, like, take a day off or something. Like, being able to advocate for not just yourself but others around you because some people, it's hard for them to, like, stand up and, like, say that they're having a bad day. So, I think the more people that are able to advocate for others, it'll, like, affect them, affect the people around them. And, like, then it'll just... Like I said, become more normal, hopefully, and stuff.
3: And like Victoria Garrick talks about that a lot. Um, yeah. about like the 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 optional mandatory sessions that you have. So like, oh well, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a session today. Technically, we're not supposed to do anything, so it's an optional one if you guys like coaches won't be there, so it's optional, yeah. but it's really not optional. It's it's mandatory. You're yeah. supposed to be there, so it's like saying, Okay, well, actually, no, we're gonna have this day off because we need this day off. So we're not gonna go to that. Optional mandatory session because we need that time to regroup and just have to ourselves and um, I think that's a big thing that we all kind of get scared to do because it's you know it's supposed to be there and I think that yeah advocating for each other is is a big one
0: yeah I know for me one of the biggest things coming to college athletics was learning how to just take care of myself in the past your body's you're so young that your body doesn't hurt after games. You're not really drained out because school's I mean, easy. It's, it's pretty <laughs> school, easy. Yeah. yeah, You're not taking a full class load, so definitely, both physically and mentally, learning how to take care of myself was important. But it wasn't something I was expecting to need to learn coming into college. So even just the education of that for younger athletes at the high school level, hey, you're pl- if you're planning on playing at the next level, you gotta understand that you can't just show up anymore stuff you have to be able to learn to do to take care of yourself mm-hmm. both physically and mentally
2: yeah and I. she also talks about like every team has a like a athletic trainer
1: mm-hmm. and she
2: said something like why doesn't every team have like a counselor or a psychiatrist yeah. like that means we're saying that physical health is just not is more important than mental health yeah which mm-hmm. like i said before they should be held to the same standard and everything because that's the thing like we have to come here and learn how to take care of ourselves not just like in the normal way that everyone does but like to a higher extent because some days we have stuff from 6am until 7 at night and we don't have a break between that we've had conversations with our teammates where we're literally like we forget to eat sometimes Mm -hmm. during the day and we have to remember to like like think of that for ourselves yeah and There's just like, if if we have trainers that are helping us with our physical health and stuff, why aren't we having people checking up on us mentally? Because Mm -hmm. sometimes we don't have time during the day to actually stop and be like, did I eat breakfast? Did I, like, how long did I sleep last night? (laughs) Like, you know, so I think just being able to hold mental health to the same standard that physical health is held to because it is just as important. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that just because you can't see it it doesn't mean it's not there.
3: Yeah, I think we'd see a big change in the performance of athletes too oh, if yeah. we were to do that. Yeah. Like I don't think people really understand how um, much that can impact someone's game. I think we're starting to but yeah. I think that if we did um, start to bring that sort of stuff in we'll see like our athletes you'll see the change it makes like yeah. it's not you know there's evidence of it everywhere. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah I'd love to have one of the counselors on campus on this show. I know last week in our student athlete advisory committee meeting we had one of the counselors i didn't even know we had counselors until they were on the meeting mm-hmm. i was like and they're like here's how you access and find us i was like oh that's how you like that's how you find them yeah and i was like you have to dig through an entire website just to get a hold of them mm-hmm. well what if i need like how long is it we can end up playing email tag until someone actually gets the response and the time set up so yeah. definitely held to a different standard and it would be really cool to see some sort of counselor on each athletic team or even maybe a athletics-wide counselor that could be provided
2: or just having the athletic trainers be like
0: Mm -hmm. knowledgeable
2: in that area Mm -hmm. and stuff because i know with like money and everything that can get hard especially for like non-division one schools yeah but even just like having them take a course or something yeah i don't know but yeah that would be that would be a big step i think Mm
0: -hmm. um the last thing that i wanted to hit on and you guys are welcome to bring in any dialogue you want Uh, because this is, I want this to be as conversational as we can make it, but uh, I just wanted to kind of see your perspective as how female athletes feel mental health awareness is, and then we'll kind of give our perspective on how it is viewed for males.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, I think it honestly can be worse for males than females because the gender norms, like men are supposed to be like the toughest gender and everything, and they're not supposed to take days off like if we're going into like gender norms like they're supposed to be like the leader of the family and all that so i think it it can be a lot harder for males to like want to step out and like say that there's a problem or that they're dealing with something i think for females um it can just be hard to say something because especially if you have like a male coach it can definitely be a lot harder to be like hey like i'm not having a good day today and sometimes you don't want to say something to them Um, But that's one of the things also that I think like having females in like head coaching positions or like assistant coaching positions in female sports is so important because it's not even like that it's the girls or women's fault that they don't want to speak out. It's just naturally men are like louder and stronger. Mm -hmm. So it can be hard sometimes to like want to like speak out, especially to like a male like head coach or something. Um, But At the end of the day, like I think men do sometimes have it harder just because of the standard they're held to, especially in sports. Um, but also it's kind of the same with female, like they don't want to speak out as well. So, um, I don't know, yeah, I
3: think kind of similar it has both ways. Um, obviously, males it's seen as you know, it's not talked about nearly as nearly enough, and then I think, um, for females it's it's talked about a lot more, and I think the hard thing the we obviously face different challenges with it I think one of the challenges that females face is that um we're emotional we're dramatic we're you know um so I think that's where it's kind of hard sometimes because you'll say something and you know you might get emotional or you you say in general and it kind of gets swept to the side because of that like oh well you're just going through it right now like you know Um, so I think that's, that's the struggle that we kind of face with it. And then, yeah, obviously with males, it's really, um, it's really hard because they're, um, not that they're not not supposed to be emotional, Mm. but it's, that's not necessarily seen as okay and acceptable. Um, and I think that's something that they're two different, you know, the sides, but they definitely, um, have their struggles equally.
0: Yeah, no, I was definitely going to say from the outside looking at it, it's always, oh she's just emotional that's why she's not but it, it's always more than that mm-hmm. like and it's for males i know just hearing it in locker rooms and just being around male athletes though I'll, not all of them but it, there's this big collective that's like mental health isn't real like yeah. like that's fake it's just like continue on don't work out like <laughs> like there's just, just this idea and fear like to admit it's actually a thing mm-hmm. so
3: and it's also almost like you've, you've beaten it too. like oh i'm not one of the mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not that like yeah. this is this is a different category of person and these people these people face it and i'm mentally tough enough that yeah. i don't have to face that sort of thing um so i think that's that's the biggest thing, it's almost like in denial yeah. um, which almost can be worse mm-hmm. in most yeah. cases that because idea, it's, like, you know you've beat, you've beaten that
0: yeah you're you're too strong to have yeah. depression or too strong to get anxiety yeah. because i'm a man and i've been told that i'm strong and tough yeah Okay, you now go practice all day and don't eat. and Tell me how you really feel.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go from class for four hours to the field, right? And they say if you have a bad day, leave it off the field. It's like, well, you just spend six hours in the classroom and stuff, and it was a bad day. Yeah. It's tough to leave that off the field, and I think it does get overlooked in our locker room, especially yeah. ours. But
2: mm-hmm. yeah. And we, our old coach used to say that, like, check your baggage out the door when you come to practice. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all you need to focus on. Mm-hmm. But that, I, I just hate that because that is such like a bad like thing to do because that's not life like when mm-hmm. you get into the real world and you're at your job like if something in your personal life happens you're not going to just go to work and be like oh it's gone like no mm-hmm. you're gonna have to deal with that like they're gonna be more understanding like that's not how it's gonna happen so like especially in sports like if you are having a bad day or something personal happens to you like your teammates and your coaches should be the ones that'll be like they should be comforting you at that mm-hmm. time be like hey if, there's something going on like we understand you should be able to say that you're not going to have as good of a practice or be like as good bad day because of that thing and they should be understanding of that because i'm sure most of them have been in the same spot where they're like oh i just need to forget about it and just focus on sports but like there is the smallest percentage of athletes who actually get to play their sport for a living so it's mm-hmm. like at the end of the day majority of people are not going to play their sport so it's it's like there are bigger things than your sport and you are bigger than your sport. Like you should take care of yourself before focusing on playing your sport to the best of your ability. And everyone has their limits with it. Um, mm-hmm. When when we say like, "Oh, check your
3: baggage at the door and don't bring it onto the field and things like that. Well, it's bottling up and that's yeah. part of the issue is, oh, well, we'll just, you know, we'll sweep it We'll save it for later. Um, and it gets to the point where it's like, you can't, then you get, then you get onto the court or the field and, then you can't play because it's gotten to the point where it's built up so much sure. that it's it's not being spoken about and it's it's overwhelming and that's when it starts to affect um, the game because that's it's gotten past the point of of the limits.
0: Yeah, uh, you at least in most college atmospheres, I feel like for athletes, it's your team is your family. Mm-hmm. So why can't we treat our family? Because you're, if you're struggling, like. You want to be able to talk to your mom or dad so if your teammates are your true family as you want to call them you should have the feeling of this of being okay to go tell them that it shouldn't be fear that you can't talk to them or can't talk to a coach if you truly are that family atmosphere that pretty much probably any coach preaches
2: Mm -hmm. and i think for males it's a lot worse because they don't want to speak out and be looked at as weak by either their teammates or their coaches and stuff and it's it's not just males but also like when you are a college athlete, you're under this, like, microscope and everyone's, like, mm-hmm. watching you and stuff. So if you're having, like, a bad game, they're going to be like, oh, like, she's had a bad game. Like, that is so bad. Like, why? Why? Like, there's – they don't see, like, behind the scenes, like, maybe, like, she had a grandparent pass away or something. Like, they don't see that stuff. And I think if we make that more normal, they'll be like, oh, well, they're real humans. Yep. Like, they don't just have – they the don't just thing. go to school go to practice and go home like they have right lives too.
3: A machine yeah. <laughs> that's
2: the thing yeah we're not superhuman and yeah. like
3: it like, with with life you i mean you're having a bad day like you can call in sick to a job and you can make that shift up later um you can't call in sick to practice unfortunately once you yeah. know,
1: it's like that with school right you get how many missed absences like two mm-hmm. or three per professor you don't get this practice. So. No. You can yeah. take a Beaver Day school, and you have to be on the field of court. At four yeah, o'clock.
3: it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what's going on out there. You have to be there at practice, and I mean that gets tough. Even even when we are doing the thing that we love, like it is in a way a job and and that sort of stuff. So it does get tough and it does get draining. Um, we have to deal with it.
0: All righty. Well, is there anything else you guys would like to discuss or bring up?
2: I think we had a lot of good
0: talking about yeah, yeah. All right, I'm, I'm gonna just leave it with this. Um, I am currently, for a class, we're reading a book called Soul of a Citizen, and it is all about the uh, efforts of making social change and social differences. And the biggest theme that I've got from it so far is that it's gonna take a lot of little steps before you make any real big change that anyone's gonna notice. So hopefully this is the first of many little steps on the way to that change. Thank you for joining us. We hope to see you again soon. Make sure to come out to Prairie Sky Breads and get some great coffee and food. (laughs) Thank you again.